Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stephen King cast, one man's musings on the works of Stephen King. Um, so, guys, uh, we've now entered a phase of the Stephen King cast where I'm uh, going to do uh, some top ten lists, uh, beginning with the top ten mentor, the top ten Stephen King mentor slash supporting character from his works. That's 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 the one that's going to kick it off. So, but before I get to that, I'm going to read a uh, listener email. So, guys, you know that I love my listener emails. So feel free to write in at stephenkingcast at yahoo.com. And this one, um, okay, guys, uh, just one thing actually that I, I probably should say before uh, I, I I get into it here is that. Uh, from here on out, the Stephen King cast is just, I'm not going to avoid spoilers. So if you're listening, there are the possibility, there's the possibility that I'm just going to ruin every plot point from any Stephen King story, book, movie, whatever. So these top 10 lists, um, are, are just really going to be, uh, an understanding that, um, we know, all of the Stephen King stories in and out. Um, and that includes the listener emails as well as this listener email that, that I'm about to read in a second uh, discusses some pretty heavy plot points from the Dark Tower series. Um, so if you don't want to get spoiled, then cry off now. Uh, let's see. We have, I recently discovered your wonderful podcast through your Instagram feed, and since then I've been listening to you dive in and expound on the works of my favorite author. The hard work and dedication you put into the podcast is evident, and the enthusiasm that you bring to the microphone makes it a pleasure to listen to every week. So thank you, Cy. Thank you, Cy. <laughs> Sorry. I also have to add that's refreshing to find someone who's willing to reevaluate their initial opinion of a book when reading it for a second time, or perhaps even for a third or fourth time. While we may differ on which books we like or dislike, it's heartening to find someone who is not so enamored with their own point of view that they are not open to revising that option, which you have demonstrated in a number of podcasts. Love the music choices. They are inspired. This podcast is a great way to revisit a beloved book without having to devote many hours to reread. To sum up, I want to paraphrase Larry Underwood. Baby, I can dig this, man. Like you, I discovered King in my youth many demon moons ago, and I am one of the many proud, constant readers and Dark Tower junkies scattered across the globe. I know it's weird to think that someone like King, dominating as he has the bestseller list for decades, could be considered underrated, but I do feel he doesn't get the literary respect he deserves. Oh well, there are worse things in heaven and earth, and we the, in the inner circle know that at least. So, two quick things, and I'll let you get back to it. Firstly, I just finished listening to your podcast of Wolves of the Kala, where you echo my sentiments that Stephen King's inclusion of himself as a character actually makes the Towerverse even more real. However, a day later I read a 2012 interview with the author Neil Gaiman that King has considered writing a second draft of these books where he excises himself from the novel like a fushing thief, and I don't know how I feel about that. I agree that his 1999 near-death experience chained the path of the Beam books forever, but... Hmm. I suppose a version without that whole detour could be thought of as yet another ring around the sun, one of the many trips, spoiler alert, that King has undertaken in his circular, I'm sorry, that Roland has undertaken in his circular journey. What are your thoughts on this? And lastly, if King were to make good on his threat and write a book detailing the events of Jericho Hill, I would undertake the epic journey of reading a deep dark tower one more time. And by epic, I mean perhaps with all of the tie-in books included. Which brings me to my question, what order do you do them in? And which ones would you consider my um, essential. My choices are below. 
The Gunslinger, Drawing of the Three, The Wastelands, The Stand, Wizard and Glass, Little Sisters of Illyria, Wind Through the Keyhole, Wolves of the Kala, Insomnia, Black House, Song of Susanna, Everything's Eventual, Low Men in Yellow Coats, The Dark Tower. And it's from David. David, the order um, off the top of my head that I would put it in um, is The Gunslinger, Drawing of the Three, Wastelands, um, Insomnia, Wizard and Glass, Black House, Low Men in Yellow Coats, um... Or would it be... No, it would be Low Men in Yellow Coats, then Black House. Um, I'm sorry, I'm screwing all this up. The Gunslinger, <laughs> Drawing of the Three, The Stand, The Wastelands, um, Insomnia, Wizard in Glass, Low Men in Yellow Coats, Black House, Little Sisters of Illuria, Wolves of the Kala, Song of Susanna, um, The Dark Tower, Went Through the Keyhole. Okay, um, I think that, that that probably should do it. Um, and of course, you know, you would also need to read pretty much everything else he's, he's ever written as well. You would need to, to read it. You would need to read uh, Salem's Lot. Um, so so uh, thank you. Thank you, David, for, for writing in. Um, I, and I, I think um, the, the biggest thing that I want to stretch here, everyone, is do not read Wind Through the Keyhole before you finish... The Dark Tower series uh, that needs to be read after <laughs> after uh, the Dark Tower, not not in the middle of of the Dark Tower. Okay, everybody. Um, now it's time for me to uh, talk about uh, what I believe the 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 top ten Stephen King mentor slash supporting characters are. Now I'm gonna get to his his heroes and villains in later episodes dedicated specifically around those. So I figured I would start off with, um, you know, just those characters that mean a lot to the main characters. And the first of which, um, it's kind of a cheat. It's actually not uh, one particular character. It's two characters. So at number 10, the number 10 best Stephen King mentor slash supporting character, like I said, is a cheat, um, goes to both Eddie and Susanna Dean. The Deans will function as one. So Eddie Dean, Susanna Dean are two of the gunslingers found in the Stephen King um, Magna, Magnum um, Opus, the Dark Tower series. And I believe that the two of these characters, um, they function as incredible supporting characters to the main character of the story, Roland. Um, I mean, I... Uh, these are two incredibly beloved characters that function so well together and individually. Susanna is is the backbone of the group. You know, she's the one that has um, simultaneously the clearest head yet the most passion of all of them. Um, you know, she sees things more than others do. Um, she is a confidant to Roland in a way that the others are not. Um, and, and he definitely has a soft spot for her in a way that he does not for the others. Um, and she is the most like him in, in ways that um, the, the others are not. And Eddie is a scene stealer whenever he shows up. He, he straddles that line, that, that very, very balanced line between being too much and, and right on the money. And King never, never turns him into too much of a caricature. And when we first meet him, him being that strung out junkie, watching him really come full circle until his end in, in the Dark Tower series, it, it really, 
really shows you uh, the strength of this particular character. So um, I, I would say that these two, uh, both together and separate, they, they do so much. They We fall in love with them as much as Roland himself falls in love with them, which is why they definitely have cracked the top 10. And at number nine, we have one of Stephen King's chronologically speaking, one of his oldest characters on this list, one that was popularized by what is considered one of the greatest movies ever made, period, although his cinematic counterpart doesn't, um, doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't last that very long, but was famously played by Scatman Crothers, and of course the character I'm speaking of is Dick Holleran. Um, so Dick falls into the mentor category here, um, functioning as a mentor to Danny Torrance, um, the, 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 the little boy of the, the Shining who goes on to be a mentor himself in, in Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. But Dick Holleran is such an incredible character in the book. He, he doesn't, he doesn't get as much credit uh, in the movie. He just, he, he becomes a, a function that allows Jack Nicholson to take a victim and show just how far Jack Nicholson has come in his madness. But in the book, we see the length to which this particular character goes to get to the overlook. And we are, we're really able to get inside his head in a way that we aren't able to get inside his head um, in the movie, which is a shame because he's a great character, one that makes an appearance also in the pages of It in a flashback sequence where he's, it's great to see him again. He's a character that I wish was in Doctor Sleep more than he actually was, but in, in the short time that he was in Doctor Sleep, it was just great to see him again functioning as um, a classic mentor to our, our protagonist. So I'm glad that Dick Holleran lived in the pages of The Shining so that um, he can... Uh, well, I mean, I think that him living on in the pages of The Shining and not in the movie, it, um, it's, it's a great balance, although I wish that he had um, lived in the movie as well. Though the, the, the axe to the back is, is a great death in cinematic history, but nevertheless, he lives on as our number 10 uh, Stephen King mentor. Which brings us to number 8. All right, this particular character... Um, stands as a highlight in a collection of of novellas that that king released um in the 1990s he has gone on to be uh played by one of cinema's most legendary actors and on top of that also made a eventful appearance in the final book of stephen king's long um ongoing uh, magnum opus, The Dark Tower, and this character is Ted Brodigan, who basically has mentor stamped on his forehead. He was a mentor to Bobby Garfield in the pages of Low Men in Yellow Coats. He is our wandering hobo uh, intellect, and there's something that, that we just, we fall in love with this um with this, this vagrant vagabond character who sweeps into our lives um, much like he sweeps into Bobby Garfield's life and we fall in love with him and, and when he gets abducted by the low men in yellow coats by the end of the novella we, we our heart breaks 
um, as much as Bobby Garfield's heart breaks because we don't want to see Ted uh, go. But thankfully, we do see Ted again and again. When we see him, Ted is functioning as another mentor to another character, Dinky Earnshaw, um, and he becomes the leader of the Breakers, and he is instrumental in helping to save the day. He um, he helps uh, take down uh, the, the Crimson King's method of destroying the beams. So Ted Brodigan is an invaluable character in the Stephen King works, and he is um, one of his better realized mentor characters, but not as fully realized as the next on our list. And I do feel as though both Ted Brodigan and this particular character would love to sit down um, and, and have long, long conversations about the nature of man, because these are two characters who are personified by their intellectual um, and their understanding of how society works at large. So number seven is our, so our sociology professor um, turned advisor uh, to the, the council in a post-apocalypse, the man who um, helped Stu Redman become the leader that he needed to be in order to, to lead the world um, back onto its legs, uh, which could not have happened if it were not for this man, this man being Glenn Bateman, whose quiet leadership in the pages of The Stand um, play a significant role in, in understanding human behavior and being being the best of us. Uh, Glenn Bateman is an incredible character, guys. I mean, it's hard not to, to, to love uh, Glenn Bateman, and part of that might have to do with how well he's portrayed by uh, Ray Walston in the... Um, in the miniseries. There, there isn't a lot of great to say about the miniseries, but Ray Walston certainly does a fantastic job bringing this, this fan-favorite character to life who is the mentor that the world needs in um, immediately following uh, its death. And if it weren't for him, the world would have continued to, to, to die. But he's the one. He's the one that brings it back from the ashes. He knows exactly what uh, Boulder needs once everyone gets to Boulder. He's able to get the political machine up and running again because of his understanding of human nature from a societal level. Um, if it were not for Glenn Bateman um, and his, his deep, deep understanding of humanity, both from an individualistic perspective and from the whole, um, we they, people just would have been uh, living and, and, and falling apart and just... It would have been winding down until we all died, but I believe that Glenn Bateman was instrumental in bringing the world back together, so that is why Glenn Bateman is number seven of our best Stephen King mentor or supporting character list. Um, but number six, I would say, um, he is one-upped by another character from The Stand. One of his, uh, not co-conspirators, but one of the, one of the leaders in in this book and this is a character that very easily could have been the star of 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 uh of the stand um and he certainly one that um spoke to me <laughs> as funny as it sounds um very early on um in the pages of the stand um he's, he's one that i i guess i identified with i i rooted for and he's he became the the heart and soul of the book and King realized halfway through that the heart and soul must be ripped out in order to show that anything could happen creating what I consider one of his greatest 
George R.R. Martin moments in which when it kills um, or beheads or in this case blows up its most beloved character anything can happen and that character is the uh, the the mute Nick Andros who like I said uh, just shows the bottomless depths of compassion that humanity can have this is a character who had no reason to trust humanity he had no reason to believe in its kindness or its ability to rise above the, the the more baser qualities but he did you know even then even when it was so hard to him from birth um, all he saw were the, the worst aspects of humanity and he constantly believed in, in the best aspects. And so I would just have to say that that um, Nick Andros um, is, is just a phenomenal supporting character. As is number five, um, his buddy, his best friend, Tom Cullen. Tom is a character from The Stand who could very well be a caricature but king does such a good job at at creating a pathos for him that that he becomes a character in of his own right and and the relationship that he has with you know number six um top 10 uh supporting stephen king character um cannot be cannot be put really into words but if it weren't for tom we wouldn't have the vulnerability of of living life out in in, in the post-apocalypse and he gives us this this um this fragility that i think is necessary in in truly understanding the the scope and the danger of this world and we we and we're able to go along in this journey because we feel so strongly for this particular character. But not as much as we feel the, the, the heartbreaking loss that is experienced every time we read about this character who um, is, again, one... I would say, actually, no, not, not again. This is the oldest Stephen King character, chronologically speaking, on this list. He is one who was introduced very, very early in Stephen King's career, someone um, who right away um, spoke to something that Stephen King was going through at the time, um, which was his dependency on alcohol and became the very first Stephen King avatar of dependency. And watching this character grow through the years um, speaks to Stephen King's own triumph over dependency, um, all of this culminates in what I consider to be one of Stephen King's most triumphant scenes, which also happens to be one of the most triumphant scenes that I've ever seen in any uh, piece of fiction on the page or on the screen or anywhere else. And this character is Father Donald Callahan, who first appeared in the pages of Salem's Lot uh, before ultimately reappearing in Wolves of the Kala, um, and then goes on to be one of the co-stars of Wolves of the Kala, Song of Susanna, before ultimately confronting a horde of monstrous vampires where he's able to redeem his original weakness. Um, and although he, he does go out, he goes out in a blaze of glory, taking out as many vampires as he can, and truly just doing what so many Stephen King characters have done before, and that's just taking a stand against evil and not giving in to his fears and just believing and just having the belief that what he's doing is right at that moment, that is enough uh, to put him in the number four position.
Number three. Number three is a very famous Stephen King mentor played famously by a veteran television actor um, who has probably one of the most famous Stephen King catchphrases ever uttered, um, and that would be, sometimes Lewis, dead is better. And this, of course, uh, was a line famously uttered from the mouth of Fred Gwynn playing Judd Crandall from Pet Cemetery. Now, Judd Crandall is the most main character, and I don't mean M-A-I-N, I mean M-A-I-N-E. Um, he's the most, you're, 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 I, I've never seen a character so characterized by being a mainer than this particular character and it's hard not to fall in love with him he becomes the father that that lewis never had um and he inserts himself into the 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 family unit and um you know he he's the one that guides us through all of the backstory and 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 the 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 lore around the pet cemetery and the micmac burial ground um and he's the He's one of the, the first heartbreaking losses that occur after Gage um, comes back from the dead. And it's it's hard. It, it's hard to, to see him go. But um, the one-two punch of King's characterization of Judd with Fred Gwynn's portrayal of Judd, which is simultaneously earnest and wildly over the top, makes for a legendary Stephen King mentor um, and is number three on our list. Number two um, is kind of a cheat because it's not just a Stephen King character. It's also a Peter Straub character. And what is a mentor um, if you don't have a, a protege? And all of our protégés and heroes, so to speak, um, if they are going to have the hero's journey, they they need, 100% need, the, the mentor figure um, as stated by the, the rules of the hero's journey. And there is no story that, uh, that, that sticks to the hero's journey as greatly as the collaboration between Stephen King and Peter Straub in um, their first go-around together with the talisman in which they gave us Jack Sawyer, who set out to the territories to right the great wrong and save uh, Queen Laura de Loresian um, and save the talisman and save his own mother, uh, Lily Cavanaugh, Queen of the Bees. And he could not have done any of this if he had not met a man named Speedy. Speedy is a character that um, he plays an older man that, that just is nothing but warmth and kindness and compassion and encouragement to a boy that needed it the most at that particular time of his life. And he will go on to wear many guises and many forms and, and actually serve as a pretty big question mark in, in the realm of Stephen King. Um, who is Parkus? Um, this character in, in both this and uh, Black House? It's a great question, but it's not one that will really ever be answered, which is fine. All that I know is that his incarnation as Speedy functions as our number two Stephen King mentor of all time. Which brings us to number one. Though it's not 
So, so I, okay, so, okay, so here, here's the deal. Speedy is our greatest Stephen King mentor. So number one is our greatest Stephen King supporting character. Now, this is a character that, again, is kind of a cheat because just like Speedy, he wasn't entirely written by Stephen King. This is a character that takes the best of Tom Cullen but also gives him all of the attributes that you have ever had from your favorite pet of all time and smashes them together simply to set us up for probably one of Stephen King's most heartbreaking arcs. And that is the arc of the sad death of Jack Sawyer's best friend, the werewolf, known simply as Wolf. When we first meet Wolf in the pages of the Talisman, he's a simpleton. Not that he's idiotic, it's just that he enjoys simple things. He is a dog. Like, he is a, a wolf that does wolf things that happens to be an oversized boy. And watching him suffer in our world and in Sunlight Gardener's Home for Wayward Boys is all of the, the things in, the, the, in a nightmare of a fairy tale. Um, and watching him hulk out, so to speak, and, and become the werewolf and fight his way to protect Jack even to the death is truly heartbreaking, and it solidifies him as Stephen King slash Peter Straub's greatest supporting character of all time. There are many, many to choose from. I could have chosen... Um, uh, uh, Jake Chambers, right? I, I could have chosen Cuthbert. I could have chosen Larry Underwood. I could have chosen um, Wireman. I, and I know that there's so many that I could have chosen, but I do believe that these 10 are the ones that, that speak um, the loudest and whose legacies ring the truest. So... Agree? Disagree? Are there any that you would like to put on 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 this particular list that that maybe didn't get the cut? Are there any that are on this list that maybe don't deserve to be there? Feel free to write in at stephenkingcast at yahoo.com. And if you haven't done so already, head on over to iTunes to leave a review um, or and subscribe to the podcast where... Um, in doing so, you'll be able to get the, the, the word out on Stephen King cast. So everyone, thank you for listening to this first top 10 list. Make sure that you stick around next time for another top 10 list. And may you have long days and pleasant nights. And I will see you here next episode where M-O-O-N spells Stephen King cast.